What's up, guys? In this interview, I'm talking with my friend, Gabby Dean. She's made over a million dollars in the network marketing space. She went from being coming from very humble beginnings, super, super uh, unwealthy family in New Zealand to now being able to create a multiple, multiple, multiple six-figure online business and spends it traveling the world. We talk about the most incredible, funny things, but one of the biggest things is how to use your adversities to your advantage and to create an unlimited life for yourself. Let's get into this. Welcome to the Dreaming Out Loud family where young entrepreneurs come to get inspired, learn the tips, tricks, and attitude of what it takes to live their dream life. I'm your host, Morgan Nelson, and each week, I'm going to bring you the most epic guests to share their stories and wisdom to help you expand your mind of what's truly possible in your world. Okay, so today's guest is one of my absolute most amazing friends from New Zealand. So she grew up on a dairy farm in New Zealand. And she came from extremely, extremely humble beginnings. Her family told her when she got older, she had to get out of New Zealand, go get a job and, and just get herself off the farm so she can create a life for herself. So she did what she was told to do. She became a highly, a high paid six figure accountant over in Western Australia, uh, in Perth, Western Australia. Then she was introduced to network marketing at the age of 29, where she saw it as just a way out to create financial security help her family, and just to make a massive impact in the world. She's now become the first person in her entire company to make over a million US dollars from New Zealand, and she's now spoken on stages all across the world to more than 15,000 people at once. So please help me introduce one of my absolute most amazing friends who I've traveled the freaking world with and had so much fun, the person who went from spending almost a week in jail (laughs) at one point to now be able to impact the lives of thousands and thousands of people all over the world. My friend, 35-year-old Gabby Dean. What's up, my girl? Hey, hey, Morgan. Thank you for having me on. This is so epic. I'm so glad um, we can make this happen um, during lockdown. Am- right, amazing intro. Thank <laughs> you for that. No worries. So I want to, I'm super mindful of your time and I just want to get, I know you've got so much value, you've got so much wisdom. Um, you know, I've learned so much from you and just with everything, like learned from you from business, from lifestyle, but then just like how, like every single time we're together, we just have so much freaking fun. So I love that so much about you that you bring out the authenticity um, in people. So um, I'm looking forward to it and I appreciate you. Woo-hoo! Uh, let's, um, <laughs> let's take us back, Gabby, to your, your kind of upbringing through back in New Zealand. What, what was it kind of like for you? Cool. Awesome. So... Hey guys, um, this is so cool by the way, Morgie, I'm loving your podcast, you're such a boss um, and you know, I wish I had a podcast like this to listen to when I was growing up, that's for sure because <laughs> it wasn't all motivational talks and you can do anything and be in whoever you want, um, that's not really how I was brought up, we were brought up, kind. Of, my parents were dairy farmers, worked really hard, never had any money, you know, the kids that went to school with bare feet, mullets, like we were, <laughs> we were the hood rat kids. And uh, but we had a great, great childhood, lots of fun. But we were kind of, you know, we grew up thinking, we grew up with a really crazy money mindset. Like we almost, my parents didn't have much money and they almost made us think that um, people that did were greedy. And, you know, like the people that owned the, obviously Fonterra, who my parents supplied their milk to, they were like, those greedy bastards, like they take all our money and they, you know, they sell our milk for so much more and rah, rah, rah. And so, we kind of grew up thinking that money was a little bit evil and um, it's quite messed up when I think about it because it almost makes you not want to be successful and not want to have 
um, you know, a good lifestyle because that meant you were greedy and weren't a good person. So kind of crazy. But they did say, whatever you do with your life, get the hell out of the farm. <laughs> you know, like, I guess they didn't want us to struggle like they did. So um, I, I was lucky enough to gain a scholarship for university, which really changed everything for me because uh, it enabled me to get a tertiary education, which was really cool. And mum and dad said, look, you've got to be a doctor, a lawyer, an accountant. And so I ended up becoming a chartered accountant. I moved up to Auckland, the big smoke. And um, yeah, I studied for six years, studied business majoring and accounting, became a chartered accountant, and then started my career with a company called Ernst & Young, a big accounting firm. And um, yeah, I guess I worked my way up pretty quickly in the firm. And I, um, yeah, I thought I was already living my best life you know I was earning a great income at the age of around 20 say 26 27 I hit you know a six-figure income I was earning 170 grand a year uh, working for Ernst & Young over in Perth Western Australia so um, I was but I thought money equals you know like that's what I want I want to create enough as much money as I can so I can send money home to my parents um, and make sure they're okay and you know obviously it's funny because they taught us money was evil but they were pretty happy to receive it <laughs> so um, I'd send money back to them each month I'd get my salary send some money back living a great lifestyle and yeah I honestly thought man I've, I've made it like this is so cool I'm earning high income I'm working in corporate I'm off the farm um, but I guess like you don't know what you don't know, right? And, you know, for me, I always felt really inauthentic working in that job. Like, I was an auditor, right? And now I'm talking that's a very extremely professional role, you know, where you have to dress a certain way, look a certain way, talk a certain way. Um, and, you know, I was in that, I was a senior manager in the firm at a pretty young age. So I found myself wearing clothes, super uncomfortable, um, being someone that, you know, between the hours of six to six, I was like this professional, um, you know, corporate auditor. But then after hours, I'd just party and just be myself. And I was like living a double life almost. <laughs> um, and I thought that, well, that's what you got to do. You've got to be someone else to try and make the money to try and get ahead. Um, and so, yeah, that's, I wasn't actually, um, you know, looking for, I, was, I wasn't actually looking for an opportunity. I actually thought I was, you know, I was like, I'm living my best life. Um, and then, but I just thought that, yeah, to earn that high income, to earn that corporate salary, you've got to have, you've got to be this type of person and you, you can't just be yourself, right? <laughs> I'd get fired for sure. So, um, yeah. So when I found, I actually found, yeah, network marketing, the age of, 29 so I was doing extremely well in my corporate career and I didn't actually get started in network marketing for the business opportunity or the personal growth or any of that I got started purely for a product experience um, you know I was living off coffee <laughs> I, I definitely needed uh, to make a change with my health and my energy so I got started uh, for a health result and then I got introduced to um, to you know the the realm of network marketing and and what i what was really blown away by was i met a whole bunch of young people like millennials that were also involved in, in network marketing 
that were earning incredible incomes, right? And I remember seeing them, meeting these people, and they were like, like we'd go to our events, and the events, he would be like, you know, jean shorts, singlets. I was living in Perth, Western Australia, so, you know, you're wearing hardly any clothes all the time. And um, they were like, jean shorts, tattoos, just like fully just being free, like living as they would in the weekends, um, just acting, being themselves. But they were earning this incredible income um, and through network marketing. And I was like, holy shit. Like, you know, I remember meeting um, one girl in particular. She was younger than me, um, earning significantly more than me. Um, her income was a residual income. And mine was obviously a working income. So, I mean, being an accountant, I'd heard of residual income. But I thought that the only way to get it was to invest in property and, you know, build up a property portfolio and, um, you know, buy another property and rent it out and build up a residual income that way. But when I found out that you can actually do that through network marketing and you could do that and network marketing is an industry where you can just be your freaking self. <laughs> you can work from your phone. You can be your own boss. I was just like, holy shit. How did I not know? Like, where has this been all my life basically? <laughs> because you know, working in the office and um, working long hours, wearing uncomfortable clothes. Um, and these people, young people, younger than me, that had been doing network marketing for a way less time than I had, were literally living their best life, earning more than me, being themselves, working on their phone, earning residual income. So that was enough for me to be like, okay, I've got no idea if I can do this, like network marketing. I'd never never done any type of marketing in my life, um, <laughs> you know, and, and um, yeah, I hadn't sold anything. I didn't have a, um, I wasn't big on social media, you know, all these kind of self-limiting beliefs creep in and you think, oh yeah, it's right for them, but as if I could do that. Um, but I remember thinking like, I've got no idea if I can, but I'd be insane not to give it a crack because <laughs> based on what I'm seeing here from these millennials, earning this income, living like the life that they want, potentially this is everything I've always wanted because I really wanted to move home to New Zealand. I really, really, you know, the thought of being my own boss, being able to design my day, being able to wake up whenever I want and jump on my phone and do my own work whenever I want. Um, I also love fitness. So being able to like go to the gym whenever I want, not having to like freaking sprint at lunchtime to a lunchtime class and then sprint back to my desk like sweating hardcore um you know just be able to just be free you know for yeah. me freedom's my highest value above that all else but i didn't know i never knew that there was a way that existed that i could create residual income because residual income is freedom right that's what that is that gives you time freedom yeah, so absolutely yeah. that's the thing like where everyone's Everyone's doing the best they can with what they have, like the information they have at the time, right? Like, 100%. Like your parents, I've met both your parents. Um, I love both your parents. And it's so interesting, like, you know, like the, the upbringing they gave you with the, the money stories and everything, that's still, they're just doing the best that they absolutely can with everything that they have, with the information that they have. And, and it's just so funny. Like, that's why the, the human brain is just so interesting, right? Like how we perceive things, what we make things mean, where like, you don't have any siblings. No, you don't have any siblings, do you, Gabs? I'm just going past and vacuuming. Um, I do. I've got two sisters and one brother. 
Oh my god, why have I never met your siblings? What are, <laughs> we, <laughs> we should all get but, together. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. They they all run the farms. So my two sisters run right. the two dairy farms and my little brother's in the UK. So Okay, so so what what do you think was the difference between how you obviously perceived your upbringing to to your siblings? Like you've gone this way, become a millionaire. And your other siblings are still working on the farm. What do you think was the main difference in, in your mindset, your attitude towards everything? Definitely personal development, 100%. And I found personal development when I found network marketing because, you know, network marketing is an industry where a lot of people just like me are like, this is amazing, this is so cool, but as if I could do it. And that lack of self-belief is what 100% what stops you know, ordinary people from, from having large success. So it's a lack of self-belief. And the only way I know to, and the way that I was able to change my belief in myself and realize that I can have anything I want. If I want it bad enough, it's mine. Was through mm-hmm. personal development. And, and learning the concepts such as, um, you know, just, just everything. Like, we live on a scale between action and negative thought. And if you've got negative thought in your life, you're not in enough action. And, you know, our, our thoughts determines our feelings, determines our actions, determines our results. But what determines our, our thoughts, our environment, right? And so when, you're in, when, when I got involved in network marketing and found myself in an environment of personal growth, an environment of positivity, an environment of millennials, lifting each other up and pouring love into each other and belief and being like, let's do it. Let's, you know, we can be free. We can live out like, what's your dream? This is 100% possible through this vehicle. Um, so definitely what changed was being surrounded by people that also had a growth mindset. And, you know, you become the sum of the five people you spend your most time with, right? So when I got introduced to network marketing, I got introduced to a whole massive group of millennials that wanted more out of life wanted to be free just like me and they had found the vehicle that allowed them to do it and I was like oh my gosh like this is amazing and my I mean my previous network um you know we just obviously like I said during during six to six (laughs) I was the professional auditor but out of hours damn, I was wild, you know, I'd be partying all the time. And so my social network weren't the kind of driven, motivated, entrepreneurial people that um, were interested in personal development and growing their mindset, you know, and chasing their dreams. Um, <laughs> like Morgie said, you know, when I was younger, I got in a lot of trouble um, just being stupid, you know, drinking and partying and getting arrested all the time. And um, yeah, those are the kind of people that I grew up with and those friends, friends, <laughs> um, they kind of stayed with me, um, you know, throughout my life journey up to the point when I found network marketing and found these, this whole community of entrepreneurial, like-minded millennials. Only then did I realize that the, my previous network were never going to allow me to achieve my dreams or have a life of freedom or have anything more than ordinary, than normal. And what is normal? Working your ass off week in, week out just to pay your bills. That's, that's normal. It's <laughs> so great you having that, that straight up awareness, that understanding that, the, you know, 
looking at the people around you and being like, if I keep hanging around these people, if I keep doing this same thing, keep drinking with them, keep hanging out, you know, all that, then you get to become that exact same person. And, um, you know, that's why I'm so like, I think nearly every single episode we talk about the environment, you know, every single young person we have on here, they're all talking about going from, you know, the people they were hanging around with in school and the main commonality between all of them is the decision they made to stop hanging around certain people or start to just digest different kind of information. You know, like sometimes you can't change the people you're around, but you can definitely change the information you're listening to. You can tune in the podcast like this. You can get on YouTube, uh, you know, Jim Rohn and, and all these kind of stuff. Right. And, but I guess the reason why people don't do it is because maybe they're just doing the best that they can. Right. Like you only know what you know. So, um, that's why everything's so perfect. But Gabs, talk to us about, um, I know one of your superpowers is being able to use all of your adversity you've gone through to use it to your advantage. So what kind of advice would you give someone who maybe they've also been bullied at school? Like, and if you want to talk about whatever you want to go to, go, go to, but like, I know your upbringing was, was pretty crazy. Like you've been fired and kicked in the face and you spent time in jail you, you've uh, you definitely haven't had nothing short of the the easiest kind of um, upbringing but then you've created this kind of success so what kind of advice i guess would you give to someone who's also kind of had faced some adversity to their life and how can they use that to their strength instead of being a victim to it oh i love that i love that um yeah i love this whole area because um it was only you know i kind of like morgie said my parents were share milkers, right? Which basically means every year we moved to a new farm. They were farm workers. And so I'd go to a new school every year. And, you know, when you get to that kind of age, 13, 14, 15, and then boys come on the scene and then you're moving to a new school and you're, you know, a young blonde who's good at sport and good at quite smart and clever and you come into a new school and then the girls there feel very threatened by you, um, you know, I got bullied extremely badly. You know, I got beaten up almost every day. My two front teeth were are fake. You know, they got kicked in um, by girls' steel cap boots. And it was, it was tough, you know. I didn't have a social network um, really growing up. And that's probably why I turned to, you know, drinking a lot and partying a lot. And I was just trying to fit in. Um, but deep down inside me, you know, there was always, I don't know, I just always wanted to, like all of us, you know, we always want the best in our life. And, um, yeah, so what I, what I went through in school was, it's funny because at the time, you know, I hated school. I hated, um, growing up and I wasn't having a very, a very good time. Um, but what I realized is that. Actually, all of those things that, you know, all of those things I went through when I was growing up, they all prepared me for massive success in my life in some way. I just wasn't aware of it. You know, um, through my journey of network marketing, you know, you realize when you're putting yourself out there um, that not everyone's going to agree with where you're going. Not, not everyone wants to see you succeed, right? Anyone that's involved in network marketing knows that to have success, you have to encounter a massive amount of adversity. You have to get a massive amount of no's, shutdowns. You've got to think differently. You've got to put yourself out there all the time. So when I found network marketing, you know, I actually didn't have really a big, accept, a big attachment 
to social acceptance like so many people do you know if, if they you know do a post on facebook and someone comments negative you know it's enough to stop most people in their tracks but for me um i realized like all my experiences through growing up um being bullied all this stuff at school gave me this like you know not that i don't care about people i care deeply about people but i didn't have an attachment to their opinion of me and um that was through you know what i went through at school through bullying through all these things and i realized that that had given me the tools to have massive success in network marketing and you know the things that i'd been through in my life were not having any money and struggling financially and being bullied and i got kicked out of school and spending time <laughs> in, in prison <laughs> it wasn't a long time it was it was a six days and my because my parents refused to pick me up <laughs> underage but um you know all that stuff actually prepared me um it, it made me realize that the only way to grow is through adversity right you can't grow you can't have personal growth when everything's going fine things are handed to you things are easy 100%. you're never going to grow you're never without challenge right and it so also makes it, it it also makes it so much more um worthwhile like imagine if imagine if all the amazing things you have in your life right now if they just happen so easy for you if you just yeah. if day one you're just a natural and you create success so easy and you could travel the world so easy and it just came so natural and there was no struggle no no adversity or anything imagine how like, and sometimes only, only, sometimes only people can see this, but like, imagine how boring it would be, Gabby. Like, imagine if you wouldn't have that appreciativeness for like when we've gone to Peru together last year or Croatia, like you wouldn't yeah. be sitting there going, oh my God, this, this is incredible without the struggle, without the journey. You just, you couldn't appreciate it. Hey. Oh, hundred percent. I like to say it's only because of the crazy, stormy, rainy, windy, you know, hurricane-like nights. It's only because of them that we appreciate the sunshine. And, and without those tough times in my life, I wouldn't have the appreciation for what I have. I wouldn't have, you know, pursued success so hard because, you know, when you think about it, why would you get, I always say, the biggest barrier to an extraordinary life is a good life, a comfortable life, mm. right? Because why would you put yourself out there Put yourself out there, you know, in front of to adversity, to haters, to people's opinions. Why would you bother doing that if you already have a comfortable life? There's no point, right? So it's only because my life was uncomfortable. I felt trapped. I felt that I couldn't be my authentic self. I was living a double life. I wanted to come back to New Zealand. I wanted freedom so bad. Um, it was only because of that that I had the drive to pull myself in the face of adversity, put myself out there time and time and time again. Because, you know, for me, the fear that I knew about this industry and what was possible, but I was too scared to pursue it or I gave up, like the fear of that for me was far, the, the regret that I, you know, if I had known about this and not pursued it as fiercely as I did and not, you know, and given up, the regret of doing that was far greater than the fear of failure. Yeah. It's like there's, there's going to be pain either way. And I think that's what yeah. people, they think they can avoid. And yeah. so often like people want that instant gratification, like what's easier right now, what's less painful right now. And so let's say like, let's just take network marketing, for example, or any business, right? If you want to start any business, any brand, 
do anything other than exactly what you've been told to do what, by your parents, by your teachers, by your peers. If you don't want to do anything different, you're going to cop like probably people who aren't going to agree with you. You get the doubters, the haters and all this, right? And there's sometimes people avoid getting that pain. So let's say, so they stay safe. They play it small. They stay in their comfort zone because they don't want to go through the pain of having someone laugh at them or someone doubt them or someone hate them or they want to go through the pain of rejection rejection but as a result they face the pain of living an unfulfilled life they face yeah. the pain of regret they face the yes pain of going through the the day-to-day grind and you know next minute they're 60 years old and they've realized that they've lived a life without truly lived yeah that for me oh. far out that's the scariest part of life hey yeah yeah I always say, like, um, yeah, it's the, like, being, getting to the end of your life and being like, shit, why didn't I go for it? I should have just given it a crap. Mm. Um, you know, like, that for me is the, is the pain. Like, there's nothing to, the to my do. life and not playing it 100%. Yeah. Yeah, I'm totally with you there. Like, there's, that, that's why I think that's the, the biggest driver of me every single day is actually fear. Like, what? I think what can stop people in their tracks is fear, but what can also motivate the shit out of people is fear. And yeah. you have to be able to tap into the right fear. Like, and I know you and me both were motivated by the fear of being mediocre. <laughs> yeah. Right? Of like, not reaching our potential. Mm, that's the fear. Like that's I scary. could have done so many amazing things, but I was too scared or I let someone's opinion stop me in my tracks or, you know, I got a hater and shut me down or, you know, and then, yeah, I just say, I love to say, um, don't live the same day over and over and call it a life mm. because it's not. <laughs> and most people are living like that. Groundhog day, right? Yeah. Get up, go through the motions yeah. and uh, you got to push the limits in life. I mean, to be honest, not, you know, there is a set group of people that have that drive. And, you know, of course, I, another thing I say, and I tell this to my team is that like, Network marketing as an industry, we rely on that adversity stopping the majority of people. You know, we rely on it stopping people in their tracks. That's the, that's the reality of it because we would never be able to earn the level of income that we earn if everyone could do it, if it was easy, you know. Mm. So that adversity we get on the journey, the haters, the negativity that you encounter, that any entrepreneur encounters – we actually rely on that because without that, we could, there's no way the reward could be so sweet for those who have the courage to pursue it. Yeah, 100%. It's like you can never, you can never appreciate how sweet honey is if you've never tasted how shit vinegar is. Yeah, <laughs> right? 100%. And yeah, like, because obviously, like, well, yeah, you know my story as well. Like, it's, um, it's been a fun, nothing sort of a fun kind of kind of upbringing as well. But I'm, I think that's why me and you just get along so well because it's like we both yeah. have this this thing that we we struggle to kind of communicate to each other. But we this un, this knowing that because we went through all this shit, that this is so much better and we're so much stronger. Yeah. And yeah, and we're yeah. just both high on life because we found a way. We found something that we thought was didn't even exist. Yeah. I love it. Gabby, what's been well, your... We can just be ourselves. We can't do five. Yeah. Yeah, and you show, you show up just authentically <laughs> as you, like unapologetically you. It's so cool. Yeah. Um, oh, hell yeah. 
Gabs, what's been Anyone your that biggest sees my Instagram stories will know that. what's what's been your biggest lesson? <sighs> my biggest lesson. Um whew. my biggest lesson is that especially in network marketing and in life, and this was a hard one for me to learn actually, was that you may think you have, or you may know 100% that you have the answer to someone's problems, you have exactly what they're looking for, you have a way that they can live their dream life, everything they've always ever wanted. And as much as they tell you they want to change, they actually don't. Because some people are, their whole identity is their current situation. Their whole identity, for instance, could be a victim mentality, could be being broke, could be being overweight, could be, you know, that's their whole identity. And as much as they tell you they want to change, they actually don't. Because without that, who are they? And that was a hard one for me to, for me to um, understand. You know, a lot of people complain about having no money. And so I show, I can show you a way how to create unlimited, uncapped residual income for, from your phone. And um, they say they want it, but deep down, the fear stops them in their tracks or they, they don't even, they're, they're, they have this huge attachment to their identity as, oh, I've got no money, oh, I can't afford it. Like that's their identity is being broke. And without that, who are they? Who are and they? they don't actually want to let go. Well, they're not ready to let go. And as much as you want it for them, they, you know, they will, they will find a way to fail. Um, and that's hard to, hard to, to comprehend, especially when it's your family. You know, obviously, like you said before, I so I've earned over a million, just oh, actually just ticked over two million US dollars in my business so far. And um, you know, earn an incredible income. And my two sisters are financially struggling on the farm. And one of them has five children, um, and they live in pretty close to poverty conditions. And do you think she'll even look at network marketing? No. And it's hard to, it's very hard to uh, come to terms with because you love that person and you, you want it more than they want it for themselves. And um, yeah, without, until they are open and ready to ch change their mindset, work on their mind and engage in personal development, all you can do is just love them. That's all. And no matter how hard you try or what you show them as possible, until they uh, choose to change their mindset, there's actually nothing you can do. They're not ready for change and they don't actually want it right now. And that, was, that is hard for me to come to terms with. Because even now to this day, you know, <laughs> what I've earned and I've shown my siblings what's possible, they still aren't even open to looking at it. And <laughs> of course, that's a hard, tough pill to swallow because I love them and I want them to, I don't want them to struggle. I don't want them to... You know, I know what it's like to, to live how they live and it's not pleasant, but they're not ready and they don't desire the change just yet. So all I can do is love on them and, and hope that one day um, the pain will be so unbearable that they're forced to look at other options and then I'll be there loving on them and ready for them. But until then, yeah, that's, so that's the hardest lesson for me yeah. to, to learn was yeah, that actually they... They don't want to change. 
Yeah. They don't, they tell me they, you know, they complain about this problem, but actually they have no desire to change. It is crazy that like how, how attached people are to their identity, uh, which is like, you know, affirmation is such a huge thing. The words that follow I am, we identify ourselves with, right? Which I, I hate it when people say I'm broke. It's like, no, get that out. Like, even if you have zero dollars in the bank, don't say I'm broke. Like stop identifying yourself as a certain way or a certain um, person because then you can become so resistant to creating any kind of changing world because you think it's just the way it's going to be. Yeah. And yep. the more you say that, the more true it becomes. Mm. <laughs> Crazy. Um, Gabby, mindful of your time, where, where can people find you on social media? Everywhere. <laughs> All around the world uh, wearing no clothes. Probably the easiest, Instagram or Facebook. I'm super public. Uh, in the Coromandel in New Zealand. Um, it's cool because, you know, network marketing led me to meet my man. <laughs> Mm -hmm. He started on in my business and now he got the ultimate pack. <laughs> um, and yeah, we're just about to have, we're um, expecting our first baby in four, four months time, uh, which is so cool. And I now live in one of the most beautiful places in the world. My dream, my dream place. Um, and it's funny because I remember that when I was first introduced to network marketing, I was asked the question, if you could live your ideal day, like you could be, get unlimited time and unlimited money, where would you be? Who would you be worth? What would you be doing? And, and this right here where I live is, was my answer. I want to live in Tyra. I want to live at the beach house and I want to, um, you know, I want to, that's just where I want to be. And now six years into network marketing later and I'm here and I wake up every morning, I look out the ocean and I go, climb a mountain or I go kayaking with my dog and like yeah I, I guess I just want to finish by saying find me on Instagram and follow follow my journey it's pretty uh what I share on my stories is pretty real and raw so there's a lot of nudity on there but there's a lot of fun you have many laughs um but yeah like I'm living proof that anything's possible I'm living proof that um you can have everything that you desire and more yeah. um just never give up find the right vehicle find a vehicle um that is that identifies with you that resonates with you and go for it and never give up and yeah. just like yeah there's so many i'm one of thousands of millennials now that have shown through the vehicle of network marketing or, or entrepreneurship whichever way you choose to pursue it, you know, the only way to predict your future is to create it yourself. We know that 100% now, you know, we're in, we're in lockdown with this COVID-19 and my business over lockdown has exploded. You know, over this lockdown period, I've earned over $32,000 so far just on my residual income coming in. And it's like, there's never been a time where, it's more important for entrepreneurial millennials to come together and create the future that we want um, because it's 100% possible. So, yeah. I love it, Gabby. Um, so funny. You pretty much just, just dropped the biggest bombs and the, the, the most amazing closing uh, speeches then. I've got <laughs> one question to ask yes. you. Put you on the spot to wrap this up. Are you ready? Yeah. Hell yeah. If you were to go back in time, and give your 18-year-old self 30 seconds of advice, what would it be? 
<laughs> 18 year old self would have been about the time I was in jail. I would just say, I guess I would give myself the book or I would give myself, I would give myself a personal development book, probably thinking grow rich. I'd probably just give that to myself and say, well, you got six days in here, read this. Um, and just, just if I'd realized at 18 that, that any, you know, that your only limitation is your own mindset and you control your mindset, you choose your mindset, whether you think you can or think you can't, you're right. You know, I wish that I'd been introduced to personal development at a younger age um, because imagine where I'd be right now. But to be honest, if I could speak to my 18 year old self, I'd just say good things are coming and everything's happening exactly as it should because even that part of my life I wouldn't change now because it's given me so many gifts um, and made me who I am now. So um, I probably wouldn't change it if I, even if I could. Thank you so much for listening. Guys, if you know anyone else who is as passionate for life as they are successful, then please send them my way. I'd absolutely love to have them on the show. As Zig Ziglar says, if you help enough people get what they want in life, you'll have everything you want. So that's why each month I'm choosing one lucky person who has left a review to have a free private 30-minute coaching call with me. So guys, if you got some value or inspiration from this, it goes such a long way. If you can just take 10 seconds and leave a five-star review and you'll go in the draw to win the call. And if you could share this with a friend, I would be forever grateful. Until next time, guys, I've got your back. Go out and dream out loud.